Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is Master Grio Radio, channel 13 on your NBVTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Naya. Akuma, Naya Akuma. That means it is a greeting for Black Love Day, and it means patience, goodwill, faithfulness, endurance, and tolerance. It is an Andinkra symbol. So I say to you, Nia Akuma, N-Y-A-A-K-O-M-A. This is Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time, and I welcome you to Master Griot, NBBTA Radio Live. Um, We want to welcome you to this special edition show. This is our Black Love Day celebration, and we want to do a show, a manifestation of black love through the remembrance of the founder of NBBTA, which is the National Black Business Trade Association, and that is Lee Green. So today we will talk about black love. We'll share with you what the holiday is, what it means, what you are to do. And it's February 13th, and it is the official Black Love Day holiday. And our official greeting again is Naya Akuma, which is an Indinkra symbol that means patience, goodwill, faithfulness, endurance, and tolerance. And again, this is Black Love Day, so we're going to talk about black love. And then as we talk about black love and the different ways we um, celebrate black love and show black love, Then we're going to talk about one person who had a real love for the black community. And in it, he created a platform and a legacy for the black community. We're going to tell you about that special person, Lee Green. And then as we tell you about Lee Green and what he created, then we're going to move on into how we are here today to announce the revival of his legacy. He has passed on, but we will not allow the dream to die. So, again, um, we're looking for special guests. Um, Brother Hugh Gady has shared some wonderful history with us. We have Dana Neal coming on to talk about the Black Business Builders Club. we got Rhonda Hicks, who's going to be part of heading up the revival of the Black Business Club. And all of you who choose to call in and talk and share with us, 
So if you want to call in right now, the call-in number is 646-716-7994. Again, that call-in number is 616-716-7994. The operative words for the day is black love. We're talking black love. And so um, in talking about black love, I just want to quickly explain what is Black Love Day. It is a commemorative holiday. It is considered one of the official African-American holidays. And if you Google um, African-American Holiday Association, you will see um, various holidays that have been deemed official African-American holidays. Black Love Day was founded in 1993 by um, Ayo Handy. Ayo Handy. She founded the holiday. She speaks. Um, the association is um, centered in Washington, D.C. You can tap into the association. They can come out to events, speak for you, all these great things. But she was moved to create the holiday to um, as an alternative Valentine's Day and to focus on more what she called a holy day, which is W-H-O-L-L-Y. Holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, and a more holy demonstration of love, a more rounded demonstration of love, and especially for ourselves in the community as we there's so much violence and killing of one another in our communities. So she established this day called Black Love Day, and it is a commemorative holiday of observance, celebration, atonement, reconciliation, and demonstration of love, and it's designed for everyone in the black community. Within 24-hour period, normally you start at the very beginning, like 12 midnight on the 13th, but a lot of us are just learning about it, learning how to celebrate it, so it's okay if we take this into Valentine's Day. But for the next 24-hour period, you want to perform five specific acts of love. The one act is toward the creator. The one act is for self. The third act is for family. The fourth act is for the community. And the fifth act is for the black race. So these are, within 24 hours, you want to perform these specific acts of love. So again, what did we say? for the creator, toward the creator, for self, for the family, for the community, and for the black race. We want to show acts of love. So this program here is just a whole act of love, of black love, and showing black love. So one of the first things we're going to do before we bring on our callers, and we have two callers on the line right now, before I bring on our caller, is something toward the creator. And um, we specialize in a lot of poetry here. But so we're going to um, just do some poetry that helps highlight the mood. And one of it is, um, you know, through the creator we're um, sharing. And this is called Evangelist, about sharing. And there are different forms of sharing and there are different forms of bringing people to the creator in different ways of showing your spirituality. So here we have a story of a son and a mother. And it's called Evangelist. And he's shown his mother there's more than one way to be an evangelist. And this is by Lamar Hill from his album Black Male Evangelist. 
My mother is an evangelist. And I'm convinced that she won't be content until my voice is in a pulpit. I said, my mother is an evangelist. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a more fervent servant. She is fire-baptized, and I've watched men find God through her eyes. I said, my mother is an evangelist. Every Sunday, she leads souls to Christ. But I tell her, Ma, I'm a poet. Every night I lead souls into the light I go where your preacher would not dare. Y'all mistaking these words for poems. These ain't poems. These are prayers. This is how I talk to God and y'all just happen to be here. These are all my fears and aspirations wrapped in the swatting clothes and packed in a tomb for three days. And the spirit moves the writer's block out of the way and resurrects the words I need to say. And they ascend off of the page while hundreds of people bear witness so that generations Generations from now will still be able to appreciate it and I can still hear my mother praying for my soul. Hoping that one day I would hear clearly and find my way back to the ministry. And it's hard for her to understand because she's almost as stubborn as I am. That I ain't out here chasing a dream. I didn't choose poetry. Poetry chose me. I liberate souls every time I write a poem. And I bring down the walls of Jericho every time I perform. And I don't wait for them to come to me. I go where they live at. I mean, even God is a poet. You need only read the 23rd Psalm to understand that. How ridiculous must a writer be to Say, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rod and thy staff on my pen and my pad, they comfort me. That's why I get love no matter where I go in this country. I used to contemplate suicide at least three times a week before poetry, and I don't tell you that to get your sympathy. I tell you that because I know at least three people in the audience are going through it with me. But who would have known? Who would have known that my own words could deliver me? Who would have known that I could get closer to God with every metaphor and simile. Who would have known that something as beautiful as a poem could harness so much of God's pure energy and I ain't nobody. I'm just a ghetto bastard from an unforgiving northeast city but with this pen and with this pad and with this mic I'm larger than life. I fight the good fight so when I'm dead and gone you can bury my ashes in the same tomb where they buried Lazarus cause a hundred years from now some young poet is gonna be thumbing through the CDs and his great grandmother addict and he gonna raise me from the dead. I said my mother is an evangelist. Every Sunday she leads souls to Christ but I tell her slow and deliberate so that she will never forget that I am a poet and I'm following the will of God and I'm far closer to him at this very moment than I can ever be in a pulpit. Hello, hello. So that was Evangelist, and that was by Lamar Anthony Hill. And right now, that's our act of love and our dedication to the Creator. For the moment, that's what that is. Now, um, we are also, we have um, two of our callers on the line, and um, I just wanted to just give a little background before we bring them on real quick ladies i just want to talk a little bit about um lee green and um hugh gady he is our resident historian he does black and time enterprises and you can check it out you'll see we're putting it in the studio if um you want to check it out but it's black and time enterprises and he does a daily blog on 
black history. Every day he has a black history or several black history facts that he gives. And um, we had dedicated in 2008, or it was 2009 it may have been, where we dedicated February 1st as Lee Green Day. And Lee Green is the founder of the National Black Business Trade Association, which also formed BlackBusinessSpace.com. A lot of you may remember that. And it also, and another product that came out of that was the Black Business Builders Club. And this radio, um, MBBTA Radio, had its own radio station. Um, and when Blog Talk came about and all, um, eventually we came over to Blog Talk in order to do a live portion because we did pre-recorded shows. And so to do the live portion, we came over here and I headed it up. And that's how Master Griot NBBTA Radio came about. And so we're all connected. But Lee Green just had such a love for the community and he just didn't have it. He put it into action. He is also one of the co-founders in um, 10-year, he was a 10-year residing president for the National Black Expo USA. Um, he was a financier. Um, he did financial uh, management and products as well. Um, just an all-around entrepreneur, extremely intelligent man. And he created platforms. I mean, Black Business Space was one of the best platforms for blacks networking on the Internet. And um, we all knew him, came through him. So I'm just going to read a little bit on a blog post that um, Hugh did in remembrance of um, Lee, that he, um, he ever since that time, he made him a, um, he added him into the archives of black history. So this is a moment in our history about Lee Green, and it's over on Izania. Again, um, this is black love, part of love for our community, so we can't leave out our businesses when we think about our communities because they're part of the community. So visit com. Now about Lee Green. So what we'll do, I'll put a little music in the background from one of our another. This Autobahn by Brian Neal. And he is also... Um, the member of Black Business Space. But um, Lee Green, on February 1st, 1926, he was born a scholar, author, historian, educator, and Carter G., Dr. Carter G. Wishing initiated what we know to. Okay. Okay. Alrighty, this is it for Black History Month. And um this is in honor of Carter G. Wishon who founded Black History Month and a vision he had for his people, members of the National Black Business Trade Association and Black Business Space pay tribute to the CEO and founder Lee Green. Lee Green was a husband, a father. He has three daughters and a grandfather, three grandchildren. Lee Green's career as a self made businessman spans more than three decades. In 1979, he started Capital Planning Corporation, which specialized in annuities, mutual funds, insurance, real estate, mortgages, oil and gas, tax shelters, diamonds, rare coins, and private placement memorandums. 
Four years later, he published Financial Independence Money Management Magazine, a pioneering effort that introduced the first how-to money magazine in the country targeted at a black audience. According to Lee Green, the publication was to serve as a kind of workbook breaking down usually complicated financial jargon so that everyday working people could understand and apply it in practical ways. Unlike Ebony Jet, Black Enterprise in Essence, which tended to focus on successful African Americans after they made money, Financial Independence Money Money Management Magazine presented the step-by-step process. Investing and growing money required to become financially successful. Substantive interviews with people like the late Reginald Lewis, Melvin Van Peoples, and Dick Gregory helped the magazine become a successful nationally nationally and abroad. It was distributed in 44 states and five foreign countries and had a circulation of approximately 100,000 people. Financial Independence Radio, an extension of the magazine, was a financial news radio that aired on WHUR-FM in Washington, D.C. between 1983 and 1985. Um, Among his other companies, it included Determination, Effort, Attitude, and Love, which was Deal, which was established in 1990 as one of the first black network marketing companies. The goal was to establish better distribution for black products, helping them more easily reach their targeted consumer market. Using items from over 30 black manufacturer deals, product line included more than 200 items featuring everything from hair care products to toys and games. A two-global networker, he helped establish the first black business summit in 2000 in Nova Scotia, Canada. Green's impact in the world of business has been well documented. He and his companies have been the focus of national and international media, including New York Times, the Afro-American, BBC, CNN, the Chicago Tribune, Tony Brown's Journal, Kathy Hughes, Radio 1, Black Enterprise Magazine, Essence Magazine, BET, Bev Smith, the Los Angeles Times, and the Wall Street Journal. As chairman of the National Bank Business Trade Association, which he founded in 1993, Green has mentored and inspired countless entrepreneurs for more than 10 years via workshops, black expos, and the World Wide Web. Today, Lee Green continues to, continues to be a significant figure and respected presence in the world of black history. The messages of self-help, unity, and black business advocacy themes running throughout the MBBTA black business space are a testament to his humility, love for, and commitment to his people, black people. Lee Green exemplifies the kind of history maker Dr. Woodson would want to be recognized, especially during the month of February. He would be proud of Lee Green as we are. In order for black history to live, we must continue to breathe life into it. And that was done all by Mr. Hugh Gady of Black in Time Enterprises. So now we're going to bring our callers in on the line, and you're going to learn a bit, a little bit more about the businesses that Lee Green built, the National Black Business Trade Association and Black Business Builders Club, and the love that people had for Lee Green have. Okay, caller from 316. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who's this? Hey, this is Rhonda, but I was wondering if Dana could go first. 
No problem. Okay, so that's caller from the 414. That is me. Can you hear me okay? I hear you great, Dana. We hear you great. Well, bless you all. I am glad to be here and really excited to give my um my what we call in church accolades for uh Mr. Lee Green. I have to say I am um really excited and I learned a few things from what you said briefly, you know, briefly, and I I'm excited that I've been a part of something and I must say that it it's been a great great experience. I have been, or let me say, I've known Mr. Lee Green since I started with uh, Black Business Space some years ago. And we won't say how long ago because then that will say my age. But, yes, I've been with Black Business Space. And when I first met Mr. Green, I was one of those who was um, just getting into being a full-fledged entrepreneur, learning how to utilize my resources. And I thought that he was just somebody who was trying to build his uh, build his network to build his own name. You know, we've had those experiences where people, you know, just looking out for self. But as I got to know him and see how he interacted with people and how he opened doors um, for everyone in that community, showed them what to do, what to use, I thought, this man is from a very rare breed. I talked to him on many occasions. I even spoke to his wife on many occasions. Both of them together had the aura, character, integrity about them that invited you in and you wanted to learn more. You wanted to do more. You wanted to excel. You wanted to build. And you wanted to give back. They um, together pulled some things out of me I didn't know I had. Lee Green, I won't say, took me under his wing, but if I had a question, he took the time to give me an answer. He was like um, my big brother. He was the one who was able to say, look here, you can't do that, but I can show you how to do this. He was the kind of person that said no but gave you answers as to why no and then solutions for something else. When I think about um, getting started with Black Business Space and, you know, just on social networking, I learned right away what I was missing in my own entrepreneurial self. And I have to say that it came from Lee and the people that had been with him a long time before. I, I started to introduce the group and, and, and the networking and Green, Mr. Green to a lot of people that I knew, you know, and, and at some point it got to be black and white, black and Hispanic. Asian, anybody. I said, this is a man that is really trying to do something for our race, and all of these other races need to see him. I didn't want to just hold him to us. I wanted to him to, you know, to introduce him to others. You know what I'm saying? He had that character about him. Now, as as things went on, you know, I've, I'm still a member of Black Business Space. But as things went on, um, Black Business Builders Club was introduced, and I tell you, I was still one of those, um, you know, working a nine-to-five, still trying to build a business, and I was like, no, I I don't want to join that. I'm not paying money for, no, I'm not doing, no, I'm not doing that. 
And, and I'm saying it like that because that's how a lot of people would think. You know, I don't, I can't join another thing. I can't put my investment into another group. I can't join another club that's not going to take me anywhere. You know, in my mind's eye, I said, if I put another dollar on something, my husband will divorce me. That was what was in my mind. And I just said, no, I couldn't. But by some strange force, and I'm going to say by the grace of God, I would continue to get updates as to how uh, the Black Business Builders Club was building and what was coming along. So when it was first established, I didn't join. But by May of that same year, Lee had to say one thing to me. He said, I've been sharing this with you. You've been saying that you're still part of the email groups. Are you sure you don't want to be a part of this? So I said, huh? I'm not paying attention to those emails. I didn't say that to him. But I went back over every last email because I was getting them once or twice a week. I went back over every last email, and I almost slapped myself, and I said, you are about to miss out on helping yourself and helping others in the the progress. So I jumped on board. And I and I even apologized. I said, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't join when everything first started. I apologize. But here I am. And one thing about the club that was an extension of black business space was we were like family. I mean, you can tell you I I say it all the time. They've all been like my brothers, Rhonda, J- Jacqueline, even you, my like my sisters. We're we're like family because it wasn't what we had and what we can get from each other or even tearing each other down or trying to oversell our services, whatever they were outside of the club, it was how can we help each other? How can we build up this club, the Black uh, Business Builders Club, so that others can see what we're doing? What can we do together? I had never been a part of that. I wasn't one of those girls who, who always had a problem with women, and I wasn't one of those girls who always chased after men. So when I got into this group and it, it was this connection, I knew this was family. I knew where we were going. I knew the couple, and I can't grasp their name right now, but they do the taxes. When I talked to them, they didn't say, pay me a $100 upfront free first. They answered my question and said, hey, if you need us, here we are. There's another gentleman on the club right now who's looking to branch off from where he started to going into something in the future, and he's saying, hey, can you help me? And I'm saying, yes, I can. Lee Green taught us how to depend on each other but also love on each other in a way where we're building each other up. There's no way, shape, or form in that club that we could be negative, derogatory, or have the crab mentality in our black community, our black business builders club. There was no way that we could do that because of what was over us. And and let me say this if I could. It's, it's like... Not not giving Lee reference to God, but as a father, okay, as a father and his children. The Black Business uh, Builders Club, Black Business Space, MBBTA, and all the other ones that he's put together, those are his babies. So his babies have other babies, which would be us. We are the children from the babies he created, 
okay? So we, being the grandchildren, just follow me here, are not going to mess up what he's created in his children. So because of who the father was, it trickled down to us. So that we continue to build and create and 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 plant and and sow into each other and grow and understand and and you know piggyback off each other and learn because of who we was, the babies grew, and then the children of the babies us grew as well. I'll never forget one year it was my birthday. And I don't pay any attention to social networks. I, I didn't at the time. You know, and, and people knowing, oh, it's my birthday. You know, ne- I never thought about it. But it it shocked me when I got online that day and Lee had this whole recorded, it was only two minutes, but he had a recorded message that he sent out to the entire club on my birthday. And I felt so good. I felt, and everybody, you know, had, had emailed or called or responded or sent videos or whatever for my birthday. And I felt so like this is what family is about. Even if I'm mad at Rhonda, she's going to call me and say, Happy birthday, girl. It's all good. That's how you want a networking group to be social networking, building of businesses. You know, you can't become a billionaire by being a crab. And I've learned a lot, and I continue to learn from Lee Green's legacy as I look at his daughters continue to try to keep these things going. We've been helping them in the past six, seven months to reignite the Black Business Builders Club. I see what we, what it's all about. I see what it's all about because you know what? If we all take a minute and look at our communities, they're falling to pieces. But what we have, we can help rebuild that one at a time. Lee's been gone almost two years. And I say, I can still hear some of the things. See, I still have those emails. I don't know about anybody else, but I don't delete stuff that easily. I don't care how much space is taken up. When somebody has said something to me or there's some important information, I keep it. So I can go back to those things. You know, some lessons can be learned over and over again. I praise God I had an opportunity to be uh, a part of something that Lee brought about for our black community. But as it started for our black community, it's already branched out into other people. We're intimidating people. And I'm not saying, you know, we're this perfect race, and I'm not saying we're imperfect. But what I'm saying is what has started and what we stay with, especially with the club and black business space, because I know we can we can reignite the fire over there. But with the club, if you look at a tree, and I'm, I don't know what type of tree it is, but the ones that lean over and their branches go into the water, and you know how, how those branches get more water. They drink that stuff up, and, they, and then what, is, what, what happens? Something new starts. We're that kind of tree. The Black Business Business Club is that kind of tree. We're those kind of people, the people that are in the club. We have to bring the people that aren't in the club into that and tell them this is the mentality we have. We're going to help you. You're going to help us. We are a family. Yes. I can never take that away. I can never Mm. take that away. Well, 
you know, Dana, you are an excellent representation, an excellent speaker, and you definitely, you know, represent the spirit. Um, I came about it, you know, a lot of times people say how we fuss and fight amongst one another, but there is, you know, there are so many people like you and so many people that are positive that uplift, and I don't care if it's like a thousand people and twenty of them are positive. It's, they seem to gravitate toward one another. But I think I first encountered Lee Green on Black Connect, BlackConnect.com. I don't know if any of you guys remember that, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, so you know, I were encountering different people, and there's this ad about you can have a radio show for thirty dollars, thirty dollars, and you can have your own radio show. And I was like, oh, yeah, I see that. Then I just kept seeing it. I said, well, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> I went over there, and um, it was like two things were going on. I went over there. I said, I'm gonna try this radio show thing. I'm gonna keep seeing. I keep seeing this ad. I want to find out about it. So while I was doing that, at the same time, you know, I do business. I've been a business consultant, marketing consultant for a while. So in doing some research for some census data on black businesses, um, it came up where they had the Pacific data. I didn't have to go real deep or dissert it or get a census study or anything. They came up with the Pacific data that I needed at this place called the National Black Business Trade Association. I said, this is awesome, a black business trade association. Not that it's just association, but it has relevant information that you need. Like, I can go there and find things you you know you actually need if I did a business plan or, you know, you find what you need. I thought that was so great. So that's the first time I ran into it. Then um, later on, I went um, when I joined. I uh, said I'm gonna check out this radio show. When did that? Where you have your own radio show? That wound up being the National Black Business Trade Association. And then I went back to join the organization. And when I um, another reason that made me pay attention at that time when you joined. You would be joining under someone, and it was a poet that I know called Brunette Ibu, and um, as she did a famous poem that almost everybody know. Why, why did you make me black? And um, I knew that poem and name, and, and that was would have been a person if I'd have went at that time. But when I finally went, I wound up going under this man named Hussein Hill. So I got to know him. Then, and he did a radio show. He had the oral buffet. And I started, my show was called The Master Grio. Lee Green had a show. Um, Les Brown had a show. All these different people, and we had our own channel. And as you hear in the intro, my channel was, was Channel 13. <laughs> so that was all over there. And that's actually how I came to get to know Lee. And as you said, everybody walked you through. Like at that time, Hussein explained, because I couldn't figure out this radio thing for anything. And he walked me through it step by step. He didn't say, oh, she got a radio show like mine. She might be competition for me. He took the time to teach me just how to do the radio show and how to make it work, the little ins and outs. And um, it just grew from there. And in black business space, Lee wanted to find us a place to network online, and they had all these different formats before, and he was always perfecting something. So, you know, it took on one format, and then I don't know if he didn't like or that format didn't work well enough or whatnot, then they tried another format. And then when we found the Ning format, it just, like, really flourished from there. And... um 
and then, you know, as everything you stated, that was black business space and more and more of us connected. And um, we went from there and he built the Black Business um, Builders Club, which was a product from there. But the whole point, it actually came out of, you know, a National Black Business Trade Association, a trade association. And so many people, like, remember um, a guy, Mike, he was the lead person for Madden, the Madden games that you ever see. He was the lead programmer that created the game Madden. You know, you would be surprised what black folks do. And some of the progenitors of people who created the Internet, started the Internet, created a lot of systems on the Internet as black folks are all members of the National Black Business Trade Association. And I don't know if you guys remember the Black Expo USA, for those who were around in the 90s, the Black Expo USA used to travel the country. And they go to one city and set up, then it goes to another city and set up. And we see different conventions like this, but it traveled the country, and there would be vendors there. And a lot of vendors, they would launch lines. A lot of celebrities started launching lines to the Black Expo because you would you could hit all of these different markets. They would just follow the Expo, and after one year, they would actually launched their line in so many different markets, and if the product was really good, the Black Expo literally launched them. And um, I don't know if you guys remember, you remember the movie Cool Running? I don't know if you remember that. It was a movie called Cool Running, um, a Jamaican guy surfboard, and he's been on a few comedy shows and all as well. But um, he launched the line. I've met so many different people there at the Black Expo, but Lee Green at that time was president of the Black Expo. And um, the Black Expo still goes on right now in New York. And so it was just so many different things he did. And then he took that same concept they were going around the country and he put it online. So um, he went and took that and he put that um, online as well. And then it was the Black Expo online. And from there, you know, it evolved to many different other things. But... um, or along with different other things. They always had the Black Expo online. So this just to show you, um, Lee Green was really great. The the history is so diverse, so many different people. But the concept always was about building black businesses. That is a concept, always was the concept. And um, I'm sorry, um, Dana? Dana? Okay, um, alrighty, I think I, I'm trying to make sure that I have Dana, I thought I had her on. Dana? Alright, okay, this may be. Dana? Hello? Hi, okay, <laughs> I thought I see. Okay, all righty. We have different callers on, and I apologize. I know some of you guys didn't want to come live. That's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so those are um, just, you know, sharing the diverse background. And what I just like people to know is, one, don't put it in a box. Sometimes people think it's uh. this kind of program. It's that. It's not. Black Business Builders Club is a way to help you be a more effective business person, no matter your business. And we really need to understand it and really support everyone in their different businesses because we have people in every sector of business there could be. 
there's yes. someone in every sector that's a member. And it's to support you in being a more effective business person, especially online, because the online is the new is the new frontier. Yeah. And um but it, again as I said it starts with basic business principles. Like I said, I ran up on it with finding census data, you know, just doing a regular proposal, just trying to figure out who my market is and, you know, just finding regular census data. So um it is a great club. It is a learning space, a learning place. It's a great great networking space and place. And we all um, definitely, you know, we want to revive this, get it going, and we don't want it to take, you know, a one format and a one look because it's about helping you become a better business person. Business, yeah, business person, be more successful in your business. And as you help, there's an additional um, opportunity for you to earn another revenue stream through it. But this is how I basically like I, how I like to explain it. Black business builders is capital is something we all need. It allows us to help capitalize one another. For me to become a black business builder, I'm going to be helping another entrepreneur. I don't mind giving another entrepreneur a few dollars a month. Every chance I get to buy a black product, buy something, I do it. It doesn't have to be, but if every month I'm giving another entrepreneur some dollars to help them in their business while I'm learning my business and I'm learning things that can help me that cost 50 to 100 times more than what I'm, you know, sharing with that other black business. And it's a, it's a, a strategic system of, you know, recycling, honestly, dollars and us really lifting each other up. So we can look at it in those terms. By being a member of the Black Business Builders Club, coming aboard, whether you use it as a revenue stream or not for yourself, we are still helping one another. And you can, you can, because you can take up all your time just going to school. <laughs> Definitely get a two- to four-year education just in all the information is there in business development, that alone, plus tools that you can spend all day just promoting your own business. But I just think it's necessary for us to know it's like lifting each other up and then feeling the benefits of lifting each other up through the trickle down. Yes, that is for sure. Okay. So, um, Dana, before we come back to you, since you seem to be the great lead, we've got two more people that want to speak, and I want to bring the callers on. We have caller from the 413. I'm opening up your line. Caller from the 413. Hello, how are you? This is Derek Henry. I'm in Springfield, Massachusetts, and I'm the owner of Tax Plus and also TaxPlus1040.com. And I initially met Lee Green years ago. When, like one of the other sisters said, when Black Business Space was, was on another platform, but then when it moved to the um, new platform at Ning, that's when it really um, picked up. Picked up, mm-hmm. and um, that's when I really developed a relationship with him. And um, he's just been—he was a, and, uh, just a brilliant man, and he really loved, you know, Black people. And I was in awe at how much he knew about business and how much he knew about uh, recycling, the importance of recycling um, black dollars within the black community. And um, he was re- his heart was really into that, and he really believed that wholeheartedly. And um, I just really caught on to his vision, 
and um, just wanted to be a part of, of everything he was doing um, to make that happen because I also understood the importance of that and how that helps build um, our communities, you know, and, and build businesses um, in our communities and keep businesses in our communities. And from Lee Green, I learned so much um, when he started Black Business Space, I mean, uh, the Black Business Builders Club um, from Black Business Space. I was just um, and also, again, in awe at the information that he provided to all the members there on the club, at, you know, in the club, and just so much information there about um, um, business building, not only Internet businesses, but also brick-and-mortar businesses, because at that time I was just um, starting um, our tax business. So I learned a lot um, from the Black Business Builders Club about how to, you know, build my client base um, um, based on a brick-and-mortar model. And Lee Green taught me that. And another thing I loved about Lee Green is he was so approachable. I mean, with all the stuff he had going on, you know, it was so easy just to um, call him up on the phone and talk with him or send him a private message, and he would so quickly get back to you. There was a time when I wondered that Lee Green sleep <laughs> because every time I needed him, he was always there for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I just really appreciated that about him. And not only that, he um, brought all these people into the club, and he, he educated us on the importance of being there for one another and helping one another grow. And I really, really, really fell in love with that, with the club. I'm still a member of the Black um, Business Builders Club right now um, because the the people, the people that became a member of this club were really there, are really there, you know, for one another. I mean, I wasn't bombarded with people just trying to sell me stuff. If I contacted someone and I needed a question answered, they were more than happy to help me. And if they didn't have the answers themselves, they would um, get me uh, in contact with someone who did have the answer. It's, it's just a wonderful club to be a part of, not only for the information um, there that's provided, but the, the networking um, fellowship, the fellowship is a better word to put it. The fellowship that all of these entrepreneurs have in that club is just awesome. I mean, um, it, it's good to be able to come into the club, be around a group of like-minded people who really have a consciousness to build not only their own personal businesses, but the businesses of other members in the club because they understand the broader picture of what Lee Green taught us, what his vision was. You know, and his vision was to recycle black dollars within the black community by building black businesses. And the only way to really do that is to support one another. And this club and the members in this club have been really supportive of me and my tax business, and I'm just always so grateful to God for um, Lee Green and what he's taught me. And he was not only a mentor to me, he was a very dear friend. And what's really amazing about that is the fact that I never met Lee Green face-to-face. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I grew to love this man. And we had a relationship that I always remember. And I, and I think of it fondly all the time. And I always um, uh, support the vision that he had and carry that vision forward. And that's one of the reasons I'm still a member of the Black Business Builders Club, because of the vision that he's, he taught me, the vision that he brought not only to me, but to my family as well. Um, my grandchildren know about Lee Green, and they also know about the Black Business Builders Club. They even did a video once that I posted at the club uh, promoting the Black Business Builders Club. So I'm just um, delighted, delighted to be, to be in membership with you all, and I really appreciate everything you've done for me and what we're doing right now, you know, um, in memory of Lee Green. So let's just keep this thing up and keep moving it forward. And I just thank you guys so much. All right. And, um, 
you know, you guys really are inspiring me, period. You, you're giving me a new fever and everything, Dana, and they, all of you guys are just really, because um, I'm pushing through. Well, you know, my mom has been in the hospital for over two weeks, and I've been running back and forth, and she's had to have all these different things done, and so it's, like, been a lot pushing through. But when Rhonda said, like, yeah, we really want to revive this, I said, oh, okay. Well, and I remember February, I had deemed this day black, <laughs> February 1st, Lee Green Day. But the first was just a little hectic for me because my mom had just went in the hospital. So I said, well, let's do Black Love Day, which is a holiday I don't think many people really know about. So I felt to bring awareness and I just, you know, like Lee Green is a great example. And I'm like, hey, Rhonda, let's use this platform and let's see whatever we can do to, you know, to get it rolling. And um, it's just, you know, just good to be back in this, this fellowship again, as you stated. <laughs> so um, I'm going to bring Rhonda on and see what she has to say. Rhonda? Rhonda? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, thank you so much. And I just, uh, like you said, I love the atmosphere that you have uh, put together for us. And I love the Black Visitors Club as well. I joined back in 2009, and it was a guy named Clarence Coggins. He was uh, pretty active in the club at that time, and he just yeah, kept Clarence. trying to, yeah, Clarence, he just hugging <laughs> at me. And I, and I yeah, and I finally uh, joined and uh, it wasn't the idea of earning uh, the extra money and getting into the group of recycling black dollars. I spent about 30 days just going through the membership club, and uh, to me it was just something that I had been missing. I didn't grow up around uh, black entrepreneurs. I didn't go grow up around the whole uh, recycling black dollars concept since I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood, if there was an Avon lady or whatever, or if there was a store nearby that was black-owned, we just, my mom just taught us to, to go there. So when I was able to connect with Derek and, and Milton and, and Dana and you, Jacqueline, it just felt like a home, and I love the club. I got an opportunity to talk to Lee Green on a weekly Basis. As soon as I joined, I literally talked to him on a weekly basis and, you know, towards um, the end, when I didn't hear from him for about three weeks, I knew that maybe something is uh, not right, but I really enjoyed him. He, uh, two of my fondest uh, memories, I know we all have a lot, but two of my fondest memories was we were on a Black Business Speak Up, which is uh, one of the uh, programs that we will be uh, bringing back, and we thank you, Jacqueline, for us. Uh, being a club member but assisting us in doing that as well as a club as, as a whole. But someone came on the line and they promoted their business, but they weren't feeling good. <laughs> and Lee Green, he stopped and he says, well, we'll pray for you. And he prayed right on the call, right on Black, mm-hmm. Blog Talk Radio. And I thought, this is powerful. Wow. And so that he just set the standard for so many things and then, to me, uh, you know, a lot of people say he was ahead of his time or whatever, but I think he was right on time. But he gave us the perfect solution to recycling black dollars because, you know, we're all spread out. And, uh, you know, in my community itself, I have to go to a Walmart superstore or a Dillon's grocery store because we don't have any 
black-owned grocery stores, but I can come into the Black Business Builders Club, and I can, like Jacqueline said, I can give some dollars on a monthly basis every month, like clockwork. I can give some dollars to another uh, black entrepreneur or to another brother and sister that's in our uh, community. And to me, Lee Green set up this solution for us to always be able to give a testimony on a monthly basis. Hey, I don't know about you, but I am recycling black dollars like clockwork. And that, amongst the other things that I've heard tonight and amongst what I just said and what I remember and the relationship, like Derek said, with Lee Green, we love him and we love the club. And so that's why I have been talking to a lot of people. I said, we've got to do whatever it, it takes to make sure and to ensure that this stays because he has literally left acres of diamonds in our laps, in our backyard, in our front yard, through, through this club, and I don't want to lose it. So that's, that's pretty much uh, my uh, testimony uh, for tonight and just really looking forward for the club band to a greater and higher heights. And I don't know if we'll have time later on to kind of talk about you know, the plan of how we want to move forward, but I just want to thank you for the opportunity. Oh, yes, we definitely do. I mean, this is a purpose show, and, um, you know, I definitely want to share about Black Love Day because I really think it's important. Um, Again, you know, something for us to come under and remember, like, you know, Valentine's Day is great, and I'm not taking anything away from it, but... um, this was founded as a holy day for us to think of the whole. And I just think we need to learn how to love one another, you know, how to support one another and learn one, you know, and really love one another. And, again, I think um, it's just extremely important. I just feel, you know, we can't say we love one another and then you won't support somebody in business. Mm -hmm. You you, you just can't, you know, because – you know, he who pays the piper picks the tune. We all have to eat. And we can't keep spending money outside of our circles when we have a neighbor. Like my neighbor, he they do they do lawns, they they do all types of construction work. So I don't feel I need to go somewhere else when I can go to my neighbors or one of the guys on the block, they built a business around it. They've been in for years when someone can do the work for me. You know, one of my neighbors and um, you know, it's you know, we just have to have that mentality. You know, if I need this and there's someone here that does it, let me just go do that. Like if I need my taxes, now I know I can go to Derek. When I need tax work done, I got tax questions. I'll just go to Derek. I don't have to pick my brain. As, you know, this person's good and all. I'll just go to Derek. And we just need to learn really, really how to do that. It's very imperative for our survival as a people. And um, one thing, I, last thing I want to share, because then we're going to go, we're going to play one more piece. I want people to call in. The call-in number is 646-716-7994. Please call in now, 646-716-7994. Um, yeah, Andre was a part of the club, and Kwame also. Um is Kwame still is, and Andre still is, as far as I know. But um, I wanted want you guys to call in because when um, 
Rhonda goes into the Pacific, we'll, we won't be recording live. So in order to listen, you have to call in. So everybody call into the show. You don't have to talk. You can just call in and listen. But call in now, 646-716-7994. And I just wanted to share with you guys, One um, Lee told me one of the things he wanted to do next was to take start chapters because I had started the Black Business Space Value Tour. Mm-hmm. And because Lee talked about the values and because I did, you know, work with artists and all, a lot of artists started, you know, kind of hitting me up about doing gigs and all. But I was really new to the entertainment industry, so I was trying to figure a way out, you know, where we could all help one another. And that's where I came with the concept. So to me that mandate meant, and which to me is still alive, that with this tour, one of the things I needed, one of the things this tour needed to do was to help establish chapters in various cities. So, one, I'm putting this out to the groups because we need to construct that. Now, one of our members, Jim Newsom, has started the Urban Tech Fair, and we're going to bring the performance tour around it. The performance tour we just renamed Rewind Out Loud because we want to change the negative imaging of blacks in art and media. But... Um, we're going to start in 12 cities around between July and September. So we're going to be in 12 cities this year, 11 U.S. And, and Bermuda. So if we construct a model, I, I'm also chairperson of the Urban Tech Fair. I can build that model for the Black Business Builders Club right into it. And that means seminars and different things. we got business development and also the Black Business Builders Club can sponsor those. So come up with seminars, webinars, things that can be done with the virtual expo and things on the ground. If you establish outside chapter, how does that happen? Or, or do we first want to gather people up and then that could be phase two, establishing the outside chapter, identifying people. I'm just putting it out there. So these are all members who are building things in which we, again, can continue the legacy and the vision. So, again, if you need to, the name of the tour, well, everybody knows the Black Business Space Value Tour. We had a name group, too, that was part of that, and which we asked people to also be a member of Black Business Space. So, it was all connected. Now, the name group is not alive right now, but... Um, I'm working with the Urban Tech Fair, which is um, the Urban Tech Fair. It's U-B-R-A-N-T-E-C-H-F-A-I-R-G dot org is the website. The website's being updated, but that's the website. And there is a a group in Facebook. Just join the Urban Tech Fair group. Everybody knows Jim Newsom. <laughs> And um, he's what they call the digital drummer, which and he's also a member of Black Business Builders Club. So um, we all met. <laughs> I met all of these people through MBBTA and through Lee Green. So as there, um, I, I, w- I want to build in that model. So that was part of my goal. And then in 2014, we're going to be coming home with the performance tour and the Urban Tech Fair will still be going on. So we just have to build a construct which we can just implement in something that's already going around. 
And so, again, if you want to call in, 646-716-7994, great. we got more people calling in. Just call in now, 646-7994, so we can hear what the new plan is. And what I'm going to do, just real quick, um, since Lamar Hill, I'll just follow him right now. And I'm going to also, while you guys are talking and when uh, Ron starts talking, I'm going to bring up a piece, Black Love, just to inspire us. But this is about entrepreneurialism, about being an entrepreneur, about being in business. So this is a piece. There was another piece, too, that one of our poets did um, that was in one of the first um, Black Business Builders videos. But I can't find that work right now. (laughs) I can't find it to upload it. But this is poetry for a living, and I think it will really inspire your entrepreneurial spirit. And as soon as we come back with that, I'm going to come to you, caller from the 952. If you want to call in now, it's 646-716-7994. Every time I tell somebody I do poetry for a living, they look at me weird. Like they don't believe that it's possible. I tell them that it is. I tell them I don't make my living off giving people reasons to buy a CD. That's crazy. I make my living off giving people reasons to live outside the box, outside the cell block, outside the cubicle. I tell them that a life lived without boundaries is beautiful. I tell them that the body can do whatever the mind chooses to. And I ain't got no illusions or grandeur. I know when my story ends, but yours begins whenever you get ready to move. Want to be a lawyer? Take your ass back to school. You only got a short time on this earth, so while you're here, you better find your niche and work on it like your life depends upon it cause tomorrow isn't promised, failure's not an option, wanna be a dancer, get it popping, work your angles like an architect with all your tears, blood and sweat then disregard the people that'll tell you you're crazy cause they too scared or lazy and too complacent to make the necessary changes this life is about risk, jumping in with both feet cause the answer could be just beneath the surface and the timing ain't never gonna be perfect but only 2% of the people on this planet actually do what they want 60% of the people on this planet work for them, the other 38% are just too far gone. So you better get in where you fit in while you still can. Otherwise, die wondering what could have been. And when you think about it like that, doing poetry for a living makes perfect sense. It puts me in that 2%. I only answer to God. Program managers can't censor my shit. I'm a prophet that prophesies and profits. No gimmicks. I give it to you the same way God gave it to me. The pen is a pistol. The words are a nightstick. I just beat you over the head till you submit. No blue pill, just red. Here's some water. Swallow this. And this ain't about performing. This is too dope. This is a reality, call me in the morning This is word is born This is you better get your piece of the pie before it's gone This is one part heart, four parts persistence Cover the pot and let it simmer Guess who's coming to dinner Opportunity's knocking, better pop the lock and let them enter This is 2005 You can start a business with an internet connection and a laser printer No excuses, get on your mission And consider all this the next time you fix your face to ask me What I do for a living Caller from the 952. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can. This is uh, Andrew McDowell. Hello, Andrew. Hi. How are you guys? Great. Yeah, I was uh, affected um, by Lee Green. I did some research on Lee Green. I I never joined the the club, but I did a lot of research on him and kind of followed him kind of from afar and online. I got on a couple of the um, uh, uh, clubs, calls, and just kind of listened in. And I was always, always impressed uh, with Lee. 
Lee Lee is a man, and I think some of the things for him to be the age that he was uh, at, he was out doing people that were uh, decades younger than him, and um, always impressed with that. Always impressed with how far ahead of the game that he was actually doing, and talk about a guy trying to drag those in our community across the digital divide. <laughs> I tell you what, he was really doing a good job at that because there were so many people who who have brick-and-mortar businesses and who had um, uh, other ways that they were trying to make their income, and he was actually trying to get them familiar with the online world, and uh, he was doing a very good job uh, doing that. I think that uh, what you guys are doing now with uh, trying to revive the Black Business Builders Club is is, is really, really a good look for several different reasons. There's there's a lot of people who actually need the club and don't even realize that they need it. And then there are people who need the club that don't even know that the club even exists. And um, um, I think that this, 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 this new order that you guys are setting up is going to be something that's going to really affect the club and affect the people uh, in our community and affect people in general. Great. Thank you so much. So we're hoping you're going to be part of the club this time. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, uh, Rhonda Hicks is the one uh, that told me about him before, and um, uh, sadly I didn't join to even get a chance to speak with uh, Mr. Lee Green, but I, I, I'm pretty much convinced the direction I should be going now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That, that's really a, a, just a, a great testament um, um, to Lee, and I think um, – I think when we restart this time, we'll just be in an even more special place because it's just, you know, it's just coming from a different source. Sometimes I think we take things for granted. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes God puts us in certain positions and places, and we realize that no way can we allow a man so powerful with such wisdoms and pearls of wisdom and such. He left it here for us, and it is incumbent upon us to carry it on. Um so that's our job. So now, um, Rhonda, will you let us know what are the next steps? Can you hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I want to probably hear from you more, but the gist of it, I guess not to get real uh, detailed, but the gist of it is bringing back um, really focusing on what we talked about, Jacqueline, on the training uh, the, the marketing piece and the personal development piece, because that's what people, uh, that's what attracted me amongst the other things, getting back to um, the training. Not really, I know at one point in time we had, you know, some people were focusing on certain uh, businesses or opportunities, but really just wanting to invite people, like you said, no matter what business they're in, whatever niche that they're in, just showing them the proper and the appropriate way on how to set up an atmosphere, the marketing atmosphere, for people to come in and buy from them. And I believe that's the training that we can provide, and that is the training that uh, black business uh, builders, not so much the club members, but black entrepreneurs need. So we're going to be focusing on the training. And uh, like we talked about, it will be live trainings and we will record them so that people if they're not able to attend the live training that will be back in the membership area and the reason why we're focusing more on the live training is because 
things change. You know, with Google, the algorithms and things of that, that change. One minute people are able to get on the first page, the next minute they're not. So we want to just stay abreast with uh, what is happening. And then we'll do the same thing with personal development. Wanting to uh, also reach within the club, and like we have Derek, he can give us uh, seminars online on, on the taxes. Uh, Dana is a, a coach. She's a life coach. She can give us uh, seminars. Kwame is very uh, knowledgeable in certain areas. He can give us uh, seminars. So also bringing the knowledge that club members have to the forefront and be able to get that recorded, get that live, and, and have the proof and the documentation back in our membership area. So wanting to also build up club members and put them in a leadership category in the area of expertise that they have. Um, keeping up with the overview calls, uh, and also bringing back the Black Business Speak Up. We had that for an open community. It wasn't just for black business builders and club members. It was for anyone who wanted to come by and talk about their business, and that was that was really highly attended. The momentum was very high. People were very excited, and so we want to uh, bring that back. So that's just pretty much uh, the focus, and then in the midst of us doing all that, Wanting to build the club, got to build the, the membership back up where we have paying members, want to build the membership back up where we can begin to establish, um, in the beginning, a petty cash fund, but later on, you know, being able to manage that so that we can actually build up a fund so that we can travel uh, with your tour and, and have those live seminars within the city. This can be done. It just needs to be planned out. Now, now, Jacqueline, can you mention some of the other things we talked about as well? Um, I I think you pretty much hit, hit um yeah, uh, you okay. know the main thing you said um the biggest thing the core of what the Black Business Builder Club was was honestly a school. Yeah, it was step by step, very specific information on how to build yourself, how to build your business, online, offline, and then you know there were a lot of other extra things. But in order, you know, to keep the focus, we want to go back to the schooling, the education part. We have the radio platform. We also, um, you know, I have internet, um, television. But you know, all of this was built specifically for the the Black Business Space Value Tour. So, you know, I still all consider it, you know, part of the club. It was all built for the um, Value Tour, which was again part of NBBTA. So. Um, we um we had the ability to um uh, which that along with um going to our Google page will allow us to stream live. When we stream live we will be able to do it through our um our, our live fandom channel and um on Facebook and on YouTube all at the same time. Awesome. So as well as if we in the, at the back of the club, you know, we we just you know we set we set up um um a, a screen there, and so it will be there. So no matter where the people are between YouTube, Facebook, if they come to the live fandom, which would be and um, also housed inside the club, people will be able to watch you know the seminars and get the training. So. Um, and then again, the same tools are also 
in the club. For you know, those of you who didn't join the club, when you came in the club, we had tools to help you market yourself and your business. That showed you about blogging, um, calendar, doing video chats, um, how to use them. And we'll be talking about how to use these tools to really market your business. And the biggest things were the video cards and audio postcards, video and audio postcards. So all of those tools that were there are, are still there. You still had the opportunity to build your own web page within there. People had, you know, there's instructions on how to, how to, about HTML code, how to, you know, how to build a web page from code. Not from a template, but how to, like, you know, build it from code. There's just everything from time management to, you know, all different types of things. Everything is already there. It's still there. And I had even built um, a toolbar, which I'll go back and find it. We'll bring that link back, and we'll update it to make sure that all the backlinks are live that were on there. But, again, it took you through step-by-step training so that you had some core things that you could understand. And so um, um, I think, you know, one of the things Rhonda was saying she wanted to focus on just showing everybody is about um, we're going to do some training on your web presence. Like some people think, oh, I just built a website. But a website is really a marketing tool. So building a website when you haven't yet really done a marketing plan is just a reason to make you have to come back and eventually later do everything all over again. Because once you, you know, that determines where do you build your website, how do you build your website, um, you know, you know what sources do I use. Um, it just answers a lot of questions. And a lot of times, try 80% of the time, most people just do it ahead of time before they really think it all the way through. And guaranteed, everybody has to come back and rebuild later because um, something on it, you know, once it's on the internet, it, it behaves differently. And um, when you, you know, at least think it all the way through, even if you don't, you not, may not start where you want to be, but you have a plan as to where you want to go with your website and you don't have to come redoing it or wind up hosting it someplace that you lose access to and, you know, or you build a website, you let somebody write your all-code website and you don't know anything about code, they go out of business and you can't do a thing with the website even if you have access to it. So she did want to focus on um, doing some um, early on webinar um, presentations on your web presence, you know, you know how to really plan for it. And had it necessarily planned to help you make the appropriate choices. Because you have a lot of choices and one is not better than the other. It's just, you know, have you thought you know, thought out what you really want? What do you really want to happen? So in that, and so um, I think that's initially where we're going to start. Like she said, build the membership. And as we do that, we're building, you know, ourselves up and to get back to networking, finding out all who's there and what each other does do and really supporting one another. And as we we do that, we build a membership and we train, we will begin to attract, you know, such people and, you know, really keep it going. So, um, awesome. Dana? Dana? You know what? She may have dropped. Her phone kept dropping. 
Dana uh, wanted me to, to announce we have the, with the Black Business Builders overview calls, um, we have those every other Monday, but starting in March, we're going to have those every Monday. And so um, I'll be filling in for those, but if there's any, uh, you know, I'll be asking club members if there's someone who wants to do it, because Dana's going to do it every other Monday, and if we can get someone else to do uh, the opposite Monday, that would be great. But that's what we're going to be starting in March. It's going to be every week we're going to have a overview call so people will know that we will be there every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So that's what okay. we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Now, is there, a, like, a central place, you know, for one, you know, to get everybody back updated so that you can get everyone's data and all again so that we can be informed? Or, um, like, is there a central email or central place that people can go, give their information, and whether they want to ask questions or find things out? Is there a central place to go to at this point? Yeah, well, we can, we'll probably have to find, I know once everyone logs into the club, there's that page, and we can reconfigure on exactly where to put our announcements right there, but there is an opportunity for us to mass email every club member. As long as their email address is up to date, we can mass email them, and we can let them know that. And so we're getting better on our um, announcements as well. Okay. Will you be also posting announcements on the Facebook page? Back, back yes. Business Builders? Okay. Uh-huh. So I, I think one of the things probably incumbent upon us to actually do email blasts, not just from the club, but to do outside email blasts and to promote the Black Business Builder brand page um, so that people know, you know, know that it's out there. So, again, we can uh-huh. record audio commercials. We can do video commercials. We can just, you know, start doing those things to let people know that the club is out there, you know, the opportunity, and to bring back, you know, the old club members to let them know it's active again. Because also, uh-huh. too, um, I know the email I originally used, it's like my PayPal email, but I don't use that as much for regular email. So I have to know to go back and look at it. So we may have to, you know, just find other ways of reaching out to old club members to let them know that it's active again. All right, and I'm going. I have uh, some college students. What they're going to do is uh, they're going to take some time to uh, email the the club members and just kind of get a feel of how you know just begin to build back the relationship and let people know this is what uh, we're doing. And then I'll get with you too, uh, Jacqueline, and whoever else. But we'll actually, you know, post a manifesto or a plan on exactly what it is that we're doing and a curriculum and all that. So we, we're definitely getting back to the education part, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. And we'll have it, and then we'll just attach it to the free toolbar so that mm-hmm. – because the toolbar actually designed because it helped me because it's so much information to navigate. But as I navigated it, I could break it down on the toolbar, training, this part, this part, networking. You know, then you could go to whatever part you wanted to go to and just, you know, go specifically there. So the toolbar structure is all there. So we can just, you know, update that. And, um, you know, it's a great source, you know, and tool for everybody to make sure that they're making use of the club. Now, we have three callers on the line, guys, and I know you haven't pressed one to speak, but I would love for you to take a moment to introduce yourselves. 
So I'm going to open up the call, open up the lines, and if you could just say hi and say who you are. We'd love to just just introduce yourself. So caller from the 913, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. hello can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, Milton Muzan, Black Business Club, Black Business Club member for wow well, since 2010. Uh, doing a little babysitting duty right now, so uh, <laughs> just uh, just relaxing a little bit. All righty, thank you. And uh, what part of the country are you from, Milton? I'm actually in Atlanta, Georgia, right now. Uh, okay. I was in uh, um, Kansas City for a while. All right, great. Thanks for listening in. All right, no problem. Great. Caller from 804, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, who tip? Um, this is Kwame Venter. Hi, Kwame. Hey, what's happening? And I am a member of the Black Billy Bills Club. I've been a member since, I think, 2009 for a while, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. it's Beautiful thing that the late great Lee Green, Lee Green created for uh, us, and uh, I truly learned quite a bit from the brother in the short time that I was blessed to be uh, able to uh, be on those calls that he gave with passion and love for his people. You know, yeah. uh, you could feel it in his heart. You know that what he was doing, he didn't have to do. You know, but he did it because. You understood that without economic power, we have no power. All right. You know so, Kwame, are you going to teach our Marcus Garvey classes? <laughs> I'm not going to teach Marcus Garvey classes. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm, you know, doing. I'm going through a transition. Uh, I'm focusing on another MLM that's really mm-hmm. occupying most of my time because this is the sweetest MLM I've ever seen in my life. And uh, maybe after I get to the level I want to be at, I'll have more time to do that. You know, i got a lot yeah. going on. Okay. Maybe you can squeeze us once a month. Because, see, once you do it, we can play it over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just make sure, sounds, you know, like to keep plan. us... Huh? Okay, we, we, we talk about it, you know. We, we want to keep ourselves in that mindset, uh, you know. Right, we, you, know, you know, and that's, yeah. that's what Lee, Lee basically, you know, was continuing the legacy of Marcus Garvey. That's what he yeah. came to teach us, economic yeah. empowerment. That's what the Black Star Line was all about, so we can yeah. create our own economic commerce on a global scale. Yeah. And, you know, so we need to be using modern technology like Lee came teach us to make that happen today. Yes, sir. Recycling our resources, building black businesses so we can explore our own. All right. Okay. Thank you, Kwame. And thank you for always being there. (laughs) All righty. Now we had a caller from the – what area are you from, Kwame? I'm right here in what they call the capital of the Confederacy, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Carla from the six seven eight. Can you introduce yourself? Hello. 
Hello, caller from the 678. Hello? Okay. Well, they didn't press one, so they may not have planned to speak. So, um, but those are um, all of our callers, and thank you guys um, for listening in and staying aboard. You know, this is exciting. You know, we're going to create some great things. And, you know, it's just sometimes it's cool to see you people that I've just been networking with <laughs> for all of these years. So it's just good to hear everybody. <laughs> I can't wait to one day we all actually connect and see one another. <laughs> so, um, all righty. So, um, well, Dana has a call back in, but um, does anyone have any closing words? And this is Derek Jimmy once again. I just want to say once again, I'm just so excited with the new energy that's in this club, and I'm looking forward to, like Lee Green used to say, um, better things ahead. Nothing but better things ahead. Yeah, and I'm looking right. forward to working together with all of you. Great. Right, anyone else? Hi, this is Rhonda. That's just my same sentiment as Derek and everyone else. Uh, I love the club, and so whatever it takes uh, for us to uh, move forward, I'm there. I just love this atmosphere, and I just think this is definitely something that's needed within this community. I, I work with a lot of um, different organizations in the area of education, and everything has moved to another ethnic group, if you know what I mean, and it just seems like mm -hmm. they have forgotten about our African-American uh, students and they're moving forward with this other ethnicity group. It's fine. I love everyone, but they're not even uh, taking in account the struggles that we went through, and they can learn from what we went through if they would just uh, abide with us and fellowship with us, but that's not the case. And so I see a lot of African-American students, K through 12, kindergarten through 12th grade, they're being left behind, and I just believe that I was watching a video from um, Mr. Dudley, who started Dudley. He started with $10, and he went door-to-door -door, uh, with his hair care products. And he he said something that Lee Green always said, that we need to be job makers and not job takers. And I believe that we can do that. I think this is the time, this is the place, and it doesn't take a million people to do this. One, two, you know, we're two or three gathered together in agreement, we can do a lot. And so I'm just very excited for the people who came out uh, on the call. I thank you, Jacqueline, again for setting up this atmosphere for us to be able to move forward. And I just love all of you. Yeah. And we got way more than two or three right now. We got like three, four, five, six, seven. We got eight. It's Dana makes nine. Almost <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And just and just think with Clarence hears and with everybody else hears and, and I like I said, I apologize because I've been running so much back and forth to the hospital that I just didn't get the chance to get it the news out like I wanted to. But I am gonna blast this to my email list and um it's posted on the Black Business Builder Facebook page and um I'm pretty sure word is gonna spread. So, um, with that, I guess I'm going to play to start something to roll out on, because we may be rolling out, but we're getting ready to start something. So, to everyone, we speak peace and love, and let's keep lifting each other up so we can feel the trickle down. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.